the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The intersection of faith. Cast your burden upon the Lord, no matter what that burden is, no matter what causes you anxiety and trial and heartache. And reason. It always amazes me that God's promises are specific to us as individuals. The new 950 WTLN. Time once again for another look into God's infallible book. And we welcome you to another edition of The Riches of Grace. I'm Richard Jordan, and it's my privilege to be your host and Bible teacher each week right here at this time as um, uh, we have another opportunity to study God's Word together. This program is brought to you by Christian people who believe the Bible to be the Word of God and who appreciate its power and authority. And we trust that our time together will be a rich blessing to you and a help, help you to understand and enjoy the Bible. Our purpose, our goal, is uh, we're not trying to get anything from you. We want to give you something. We want to help you to understand and enjoy God's Word so that you can have the Word of God go to work in your life and be the, be, be the joy and rejoicing of your heart that God intends it to be, that you know it ought to be, and it can be when you, um, when you rightly divide it. Um, we're going to look today for our Bible study at, at the idea of building on the wrong right foundation. You know, to have, the, have a foundation in your life, it's, it's, the foundation upon which you build is absolutely vital. Psalm chapter 11, uh, David referring and, and actually speaking uh, prophetically for the nation of Israel and the results of the wicked taking over the government of Israel, the wicked in chapter Psalm 10 is the Antichrist, and the result of the Antichrist, the man of sin taking over, is that the nation Israel is thrown into to, to disruption. And David asked the question, Psalm 11, verse 3, If the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? In other words, the foundation upon which you build is absolutely critical, and if it's destroyed, or if it's not the right foundation, you're going to be in trouble. You remember the story that Jesus told about the two men? One built his house upon a rock as a foundation. One built his house upon the sand as a foundation. They both both built marvelous, beautiful, uh, impressive edifices. But when the storms came, and the winds blew, and the floods came, and beat upon the house... The house that was built on the rock stood the test. But the house that was built on the sand, uh, Jesus said, it, uh, uh, it, it, it fell, and uh, it was destroyed. And Jesus said that that's an illustration of people that build their lives on the things that he says, he taught, and people that don't. In other words, if you don't have the right foundation... Your life is going to be um, built on sand. And when the storms of life come, when the difficulties of life come, when the phone call at 3 in the morning comes and it's, it's bad news, then, well, then, then the, 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 the sand underneath you slips out and then your life falls apart. But if you're built on a rock, on a firm foundation, then you have stability. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, the Apostle Paul tells us who that right foundation is. 
For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. The only sure foundation is the Lord Jesus Christ. The only foundation that won't disappoint you is the Lord Jesus Christ. And building your life upon him, the one who is unchangeable, the unchanging one, that is where you're going to gain stability in your life. Paul says, now to him is the power to establish you establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of jesus christ you see it's jesus christ and it's your faith resting in an intelligent understanding of who god has made you to be in him that's what brings stability uh, the ability to weather the storms of life in time but you need to remember something about this foundation which is jesus christ that's the right foundation but you have to be very careful when you're studying the bible to build on the right right foundation and not build on the wrong right foundation. The right foundation is Jesus Christ, but it's possible for you to build on the Lord Jesus Christ in an improper way. That's the explanation, my friend, for why you 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 know you listen to a radio station like you're listening to right now, and you listen to a series of preachers. If you listen to ten preachers, they'll give you eleven different ideas. And you'll come away with, with things and you say, well, well, they're all talking about the Bible and they're all talking about Jesus, but what in the what in the world is going on when they come up with all these such divergent views? Some people say, well, what we need to do then is just look to church history. But if you know anything about being a Bible believer, you know that you're not looking to church history for your, for truth. You're, that's building on a, on a shifting, sandy foundation. You, you need to look to the Word of God and the Lord Jesus Christ in the Bible. Let me give you an illustration. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. Listen to this verse. If you're somewhere you can get your Bible, look at it. That would be even better. Second uh, Corinthians five sixteen. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Now notice that word, henceforth. From now on, know we no man after the flesh. Well, the implication is we once knew men after the flesh, but now we don't. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. We did know Christ after the flesh, but now that isn't how we know him. Well, what's he talking about when he talks about knowing men after the flesh and knowing Christ after the flesh? Well, come over with me to Ephesians chapter number 2. Verse number 11, and you'll find a verse that will help you with this. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 11. And by the way, this is a Bible study. We're going to look at verses and let the verses kind of help us interpret and understand the verses. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. Now he said, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. In time past we knew people after the flesh. In time past you were Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called a circumcision in the flesh made by hands. Notice that there was a fleshly distinction, a, an identity that God gave to people in the flesh. You were circumcision or uncircumcision. And the circumcision in the flesh made by hands gave you a special status with God. That's the nation Israel. We call them God's chosen people. Verse number 12 in Ephesians says that at that time, in time past, you were without Christ. Why? You Gentiles were without him, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise that God had given to the nation Israel, by the way, having no hope and without God in the world. 
You see, in time past, the Gentiles were at a great disadvantage. And Paul says, we don't, we don't go by that distinction between circumcision and uncircumcision. We don't go by the distinction in the flesh made by hands any longer. Once we did, that was the way. You know how you know you're in time past in the Bible? When you find God dealing with men on the basis of the distinction between the circumcision and the uncircumcision. The Lord Jesus Christ, for example, in Romans chapter number 15, verse 8, Paul says, I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. The Lord Jesus Christ, in his earthly ministry, ministered during what Paul calls time past. He was a minister of the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. He, When God dealt with people on the basis of that physical distinction, that physical identity of circumcision and uncircumcision, well, the Lord Jesus Christ ministered under that program in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So there is a presentation of the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that is according to the flesh. And by the way, that's why... Jesus, when he gave the Great Commission to his apostles, the twelve apostles ordained them and commissioned them in Matthew chapter 10. And by the way, that commission in Matthew 10 begins at their ordination and extends all the way out to the second coming of Christ, if you read through the passage. it's not The Great Commission wasn't given to Israel and, and, and to the apostles in Matthew 28. Matthew 28 is simply a further development of the commission he gave them in Matthew 10. And when he gave him that commission, he said, Go not into the way of the Gentiles. And then he said to the Samaritans, you know, But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In other words, they were to know people after the flesh as to who they were to preach to and who they weren't to preach to. Matthew 15, Jesus told his apostles, He said, I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. You see, there was, a, there was an advantage to being one who was circumcised in the flesh made by hands. Paul said, we used to know people that way. That's the way it was in the Bible. But henceforth, now it isn't that way. Verse number 13 of Ephesians 2. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometime were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace who hath made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make of himself, uh, make in himself of the twain one new man. So, making peace. You see, God today has changed the program. Henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, now we don't know him according to his earthly ministry. Now we know him according to this new revelation that's been given to the Apostle Paul. Romans chapter number 16, uh, verse number 25, Paul says, Now to him that's of power to establish you, talking about God the Father, according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest. You see that? There's a way to know the Lord Jesus Christ that was kept secret until revealed to and through the Apostle Paul. And that is when Paul says, henceforth, no, we, we don't know Christ after the flesh. We don't go back into, into his ministry that was built upon the, the earthly, fleshly distinctions and program that God had given to the nation Israel. Rather, we go on to this new heavenly revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. He, our, the Lord Jesus Christ never commissioned but one apostle from heaven, and that was the Apostle Paul. 
and he didn't he didn't commission Paul to fill up the ranks of the earthly apostles. He fill he 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 commissioned the apostle Paul for a new ministry and a new message for a new agency, the church, the body of Christ. In Matthew chapter sixteen, there's a fascinating passage about how the Lord Jesus Christ is to be known in the uh, the earthly program in Israel's program. Matthew sixteen, he asked uh, the, his, his disciples, "Whom do you say that I am?" And Simon Peter jumps right up and says, "Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. You're the Messiah." And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto, the, unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. But I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Now, don't, don't, don't run off and say, well, Peter must be the rock. The rock is Jesus Christ. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse number 4, talking about Jehovah, he is our rock, Moses said. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, that rock is Christ. The rock, the right foundation, is not going to be Peter or anybody like him. It's going to be Jesus Christ. But in this passage is Jesus Christ as Peter just identified him. And who is that? Now, the Christ, the Son of the living God, you're the Messiah. And on this fact of Jesus Christ being the Messiah, he said, I'm going to build my church. Whose church? The Messiah's church. What church? The prophetic church. The one God had promised all along through the scriptures to form and to build. You remember in Acts chapter 7, verse 38, the nation Israel called out of Egypt into the wilderness are called the church in the wilderness. And just as Moses had built a church in Israel, now the Messiah has come to build a church in Israel. Verse number six, verse number 19 in Matthew 16, he says, And I will give unto thee, Peter, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. You see, this is God's earthly kingdom program through the nation Israel. By the way, that's why there were 12 apostles. Somebody says, well, why were there 12? Because, well, Jesus told them, Matthew, six, uh, Matthew 19, verse 28, you 12 you which have followed me in the regeneration of the Son of Man shall sit upon the throne of his glory. You shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. So, there is the presentation of Jesus Christ as Israel's Messiah. That's what's found in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the early Acts period, led by the Apostle Peter. Then there's another way of knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in the Word of God, and that's the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now, with the ministry committed to the Apostle Paul by the Lord Jesus Christ from heaven's glory, is made manifest. Galatians chapter 2, when Peter and Paul met together to discuss the advanced revelation that was given to the Apostle Paul. Galatians chapter 2, verse number 7, But contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me, unto Paul, as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter. You see, Paul was given a message, Peter was given a message. Both messages centered in the Lord Jesus Christ. For he that wrought, I'm in Galatians 2 verse 8, for he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. And when James and Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave unto me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship that we should go unto the heathen and they unto the circumcision. 
Notice they clearly recognize their two programs, and they clearly recognize that God has changed the program from the program that focused on led by Peter and the circumcision with the distinction focusing on the earth and the fleshly, the earthy, to the program committed to the Apostle Paul, where Paul would say there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord overall is, is rich unto all, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He said there is no difference for all of sin and come short of the glory of God. In Paul's ministry, there's not a distinction made between people based on their fleshly identity, as there is in time past in Scripture. Galatians 3, verse 28, Paul says, talking about being baptized into Christ, there in Christ there is neither Jew or Greek, neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are one in Christ Jesus. That's the mess. That's that's the identity today. We're all one in Christ Jesus. Now, I said all that to say you need to be very careful in your life not to build on the wrong right foundation, not to build your life on the wrong presentation of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the right foundation. But my friend, the the foundation for us today. The firm foundation today upon which we're to build is found in the epistles of the Apostle Paul. If you go back to the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the early part of the book of Acts, to build your life, you go back to the Old Testament to get your your principles and precepts for living. If you think going back to the New Covenant is going to provide stability in your life, you're building on the wrong right foundation. That's why people can talk about Jesus sing praises to Jesus and be all excited about Jesus and yet still not have the stability, not have the, the impact, the effect that, that trusting Jesus and his grace to us, God's grace to us in Christ is designed to have in our life. Because if you're building on the wrong right foundation, you're going to wind up in complete and total disarray. So let's be clear. The wrong right foundation, uh, the only st- the, the, the place where, where, where stability is going to be had today is going to be in Paul's epistles. And if you're building your life, you're trying to build into your life other things in Scripture, you're just trying to do something that God isn't doing. You see, if you don't rightly divide God's Word, if you don't understand the essence of, uh, of biblical Christianity is dispensational Bible study, if you don't see that, if you don't appreciate that, if you don't come to the place where, where those things are, uh, are, are, are filling your life with an understanding, God has one grand purpose in His universe, and that is to glorify Himself in Jesus Christ. But that great plan involves glory in two spheres— one, the earth, the other, the heavenly places. And God's purpose is to restore the headship of Jesus Christ over planet earth through the instrumentality of a kingdom vested in the nation Israel. And that's why it's of the earth earthy. It's fleshly. It's physical. But then he has another plan to exalt the headship of Jesus Christ and the government of the heavenlies through the instrumentality of the church, the body of Christ. And that one grand plan involving glory in those two spheres, that's the essence of genuine Bible-based Christianity. Anything else leaves you at the mercy of theologians and religious tradition. Well, we've got a lot more we can say about that, and we will, don't worry. (laughs) Let me offer you a free Bible study. 
that'll kind of go along with this and, and, and make an application for you. The study's entitled, Building on the Wrong Right Foundation. Now, that's kind of original, isn't it? You've been hearing me talk about that for the last <laughs> half hour. But this is a Bible study done in, in, a, in a teaching context, outside, in, in, in uh, actually at a Bible conference. A building on the wrong right foundation. You know, no matter what the storms of life are when they come, whether it's disease or cancer or, or uh, death or, or divorce or desertion or uh, destitution, whatever the storm of life is when it comes, we need to be able to, to stand on the right foundation. Uh, if you don't, you're going to wind up blaming God for not coming through on something he's told you in his word. And the problem isn't going to be God not being right the problem is going to be you or me us building on the wrong right foundation you know i've met a lady just recently she was telling me that uh, she said brother rick i just I, I had just given up on god i i had been going to this church for uh over two decades and i did everything they told me to do i tithed my money i i i, I prayed i did all the things they told me to do. i worked in the church and then my my situation got where I needed what they were telling me God would do to, 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 to work in my life. And it didn't work. And I tried. I did with all of my heart everything God's word they told me to do. And I just decided if there was a God, he was just like those people, just a huxler. And he said, I gave up on him. Until one day I heard a message. She heard one of our, our Bible study messages like I'm offering you. And she said, I heard, this, heard a message, and it completely changed my whole life because I was building on the wrong right foundation. And uh, actually, i got to tell you the honest truth, this, this sister is where I got that title from. She said, I was building on the wrong right foundation, and uh, now I'm on the right foundation, and it makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> My friend, you don't need to be disappointed in God, and you don't need to be on that religious treadmill trying to perform enough, do enough, let go of enough, accomplish enough, so that God will accept you, or so you can prove that he did accept you, or so that you can make sure that he does accept you. No, my friend, what you need to do is just get off the treadmill of your performing and go over and stand on the foundation of Jesus Christ and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery. The way Jesus Christ is, is, is made known for us today. Not misunderstand who you are. Not think you're Israel and under Israel's program. But understand your identity as a member of the church, the body of Christ. Understand your completeness in Jesus Christ. Understand being blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The moment you trust him. And that everything is yours because of him and what he's done. And that he is your life. That at Calvary, he took your death. And you see, that's really your problem. Your problem isn't that you're not performing enough. The problem is you're dead. You're dead in sin. You're separated from God. You can't help yourself. You can't make it up. You can't do it. You can't accomplish it. You're not going to. You're dead. And Jesus Christ went to Calvary, and the wages of sin is death. So he died for us, took our death. And then he was raised again so that we could have his life. And what you need is life, and the life is available. It's a gift of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And when you go to God's Word, the Word of God is quick. It's, 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 it's alive. It's living. 
And it's the place where the life of God comes and works into our life. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And the way you come in contact with the life of God is through his word. But if you don't rightly divide that word, if you don't come to God's word the way God says to study it and come to it, then rather than it being life, it's going to be a burden and a disappointment to you. Let me give you this Bible study. A panoramic view of the program of God. I'd be glad to give it to you. I'll even pay for the phone call for you to, for you to get it. The number to call is 888-535-2300. That's a toll-free number, 888-535-2300. If you'd prefer to write, you can write me here at the Riches of Grace, Post Office Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. If you surf the World Wide Web, you'll find us at graceimpact.org, graceimpact.org, all one, one word. And uh, you can go there. You can hear this program. It's 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 archived there. You can listen to it again, and you can uh, you can get in touch with us there and find other other information too. GraceImpact.org uh, or Post Office Box ninety seven, Bloomingdale, Illinois six zero one zero eight. The easiest way, of course, is just to call us, pick up the phone. The folks aren't going to try to high pressure you and twist your arm. They're just going to take your information. Uh, so how we can send the material to you eight 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 five three five twenty three hundred. That's the number to call. Um, can I tell you that there are people in your area, right where you are, that understand God's word rightly divided, that rejoice in the in, 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 in Christ as our life, that rejoice in the grace life, and they would do you good to know. Friend, if, you're, if your heart longs for that kind of ability to study God's word for yourself and to, and to have in your life the, 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 the life, the victorious life in Christ Jesus that your heart told you was there when you trusted Christ, let me put you in touch with the folks that, that are in your area that, uh, that, that rejoice in these things. They actually bring you this, tele- this radio program each week. It's them, it's they who make it possible for me to be here on this station. I'd like to put you in touch with them, if you'd like to be in touch with them. 888-535-2300 is the number to call. You tell the folks that answer the phone that you'd like to uh, get in touch with the people in the area where you live, and we'll be happy to, to see that, uh, that, that you get that information. And my friend, if you're not sure that your sins are forgiven, that you have eternal life as a present possession, listen, we want you to know that, too. I understand that a great many people, uh, people that do studies on these things, say that about uh, upwards of, of 40% of the people that listen to a Christian uh, station, a radio station, or to Christian programming uh, are, are not Christians themselves. They've never settled the issue about having their sins forgiven and having eternal life as a present possession. Maybe you're listening today looking for answers. Maybe you're listening today just wondering, you know, what these kooks are like. We're glad that you're listening. But can I tell you that our heart's desire is to help you to understand how to have eternal life as a present possession and then have that life be what what lives in you on a daily basis? So if you have questions about that, when you call, you, you, you ask the people that, that answer the phone, and there are people who know how to handle God's Word, who how to sh- know how to share out of God's Word the reality of life in Christ Jesus. So if you have those questions, you'll be sure and call and, and, and let us know that. We'll, we'll be glad to sit with you over an open Bible and answer your questions so that you can come to the place where your faith can rest in an intelligent understanding of God's Word to you. Again, the phone number is 888-535-2300. 
The address is Post Office Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. And the World Wide Web is graceimpact.org. So any of those ways you can find us, you can get in touch with us. And I've got just a, just a moment here. Let, let me tell you also that we have a three-year Bible Institute program. It's called Grace School of the Bible. For those people who really desire to be in-depth students of God's Word, it doesn't, the Grace School of the Bible doesn't require you to move to the Chicagoland area where we are. Rather, the school is available through an extension basis using video. I will send you the DVD classes on DVD. You could watch the class in your own home, uh, fit it into your own scheduling demands, and yet get the edification, uh, what Paul calls godly edification. Uh, the the Grace School of the Bible has, is, is very unique in its curriculum base. It's not We don't follow the systematic theologies of, of, of standard Bible institutes and colleges, but rather you, you go to the Apostle Paul and you say, Paul, you say that perfected saints do the work of the ministry. So, Paul, how would you perfect a saint? And as soon as you ask that question, you discover in Paul's epistles that there is a specifically laid out design, divinely uh, originated design, for the edification of a believer, to bring a believer from from milk to meat, from childhood to maturity. Wouldn't it be wonderful to do that in your life? (laughs) Well, it would be, and it is, and it's transforming. It's what God's desire for you is your your godly edification. Grace School of the Bible, the whole curriculum is based on that on that on that approach. If you if you want to be a real in depth student of God's word, have a grasp of God's word so that you can do the work of the ministry in the place where you decide to do it. When you call, ask about Grace School of the Bible. Look at the website, graceimpact.org. There's information there. And we'd be happy to have you consider uh, being a student with us in that training program. Our desire is to help people understand God's Word uh, for themselves. And you can be a part of the ministry team that does that. Well, thanks for being with us today. Until we meet again this same time next week, Maranatha. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.